Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. I bought myself a Mother's Day pastry box and am powering through it, which means this must be another edition of Nerdette's Introvert's Guide to the Good Life. I mean, I guess under non-pandemic circumstances, I also could have bought myself a box of Mother's Day pastries and enjoyed them. But I don't know. For some reason, it really only occurred to me now. So, what are you going to do tonight? Or, for that matter, tomorrow night? Or maybe the night after? Or what about the night after that? I can make a really good guess, and it involves the boob tube. Today's episode is full of recommendations of things that you should watch on television. TV, like books and music and podcasts, has the power to completely transport you to another place, or at least to provide an exquisite distraction during troubling times. You need it, and Margaret Lyons has it. You've maybe heard her on Nerdette before. She's a TV critic for The New York Times, and she writes their watching newsletter, which is really good. We stole her for a couple of minutes so that she could tell us all about the good shows out there. Margaret, welcome to Nerdette. Thanks for having me. Okay, so it feels to me, am I wrong or did like a bunch of pretty great stuff just drop like in the last couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, as bad as everything is outside, I will say it has been a really good couple of TV weeks just in terms of like shows that are coming out and the sort of like exciting different sort of stories that are part of like this spring TV push. And, you know, at least at least we still have this. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one of my biggest... I don't know. I mean, I have several shows that I'm very excited to talk to you about, but I think the one that I am the most personally excited about at this exact moment is this show called Run that has been airing on HBO. Can you tell people about it who maybe haven't heard of it yet? So Run is about this couple who is together in the past and they made this pact uh, that they would reunite if if one of them texted Run to the other person. Hi, can I uh, buy a ticket, please? To New York. I would like the first flight to New York. Certainly, ma'am. We have one leaving in 30 minutes. I can get you on that flight so long as you scoot. I can scoot. Okay, good. You currently have a middle seat. Would you prefer a window or an aisle? Uh, how long is the flight? It's five hours. Aisle, then. Perfect. Well, or, or a window seat. Um, indecisive. Okay. Window. No, aisle. Should we just stay with the middle seat? Well, that's the only one that I don't want. You don't want it. Don't ask me any questions. Just give me a goddamn ticket. Um, So they reunite on a train and it's sort of this like weird caper. There's like action stuff, but also sort of like who are we to each other stuff. It's 
strange and very funny and like very horny. Um, oh my god, so I, I, horny! I think it's a good show. I will say, I think it does better if you're able to binge a bunch of episodes at once because it's a half an hour show where there's a lot of kind of misdirection and a lot of kind of like slow reveals along the way. So, so if you can exercise a little bit of self control and just save them up on the DVR, I would I would take that option. Well, what I have been doing is not having self-control, but I've been like, I watched the first episode and then the next week I watched the first episode and then the second episode. And like, so I'm accumulating the binge over time, which has been very delightful. So you're doing like a Fibonacci watch. Yeah. (laughs) Margaret, you're way with words. It's just so good. Oh, It's also, I mean, (laughs) worth noting that like, there are it, it this show shares some DNA with shows like Killing Eve and Fleabag partly because of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's involvement but also Vicky Jones which like I mean that's all I needed to know to know that I was probably going to be all in on this television show yeah it's definitely more like Killing Eve than it is like Fleabag obviously yes. um but I think it has some of that like unselfconsciousness and that really exciting candor both in the writing, but also in the kind of grounded and like naturalistic performances, especially from, I think, Merritt Weber, who's one of my favorite actresses on TV. <laughs> well, and you mentioned the premise, too, which I think like, I don't know, I think partly what I love about it is that it's a pretty far fetched premise, right? Like it's something that maybe a lot of us have actually fantasized about if we had like one of those amazing relationships in college that just didn't pan out of like, what if 15 years later you could just like ditch everything and like go back to this like hot, hot heat from long ago And, and like, but the fact that there are so many really intense repercussions to that, but that it can still be like as horny as it is, I just think is like such a fascinating combination. Mm -hmm. So also speaking of horny, I feel like another show that has recently come out that fits under that category is Normal People, which is on Hulu. And I think essentially like broad brushstrokes, it's about two Irish teenagers from like very different classes and in high school he's a super popular athlete and she's like a like reviled super smart human essentially um I've only seen the pilot but I liked it enough that I was like you know what I'm gonna read the source material before I watch the rest of this series interesting so obviously there's no kind of control group you've either read the book or not read the book you can't Mm -hmm. be both and and so there's no way to kind of know I as far as I can tell, I think overwhelmingly people who haven't read the book are enjoying the show more. And I put myself in that category. Oh, I have not read the book, um, which is a little off-brand for me, I guess. But Because uh, I feel like everyone I know has read it. Uh-huh. I didn't read the book. I loved the TV show. And then as I've read more about from fans of the book who've written some very interesting pieces about it, I can see a lot of reasons why, honestly, I'm happy with my kind of trajectory on it because mm-hmm. I was able to see – only the fullness of what the show is and not some of the emptiness of what it lost in adaptation. That said, as like, I I don't, you know, I don't think there's a wrong move here. It's terrific. It's really intense. So I I would encourage you to split it up into uh, multiple viewings, if at all possible, because um, learn from my mistakes. I watched the whole thing in like a day and then was just in this like fog. Um, It's really beautiful, but it's very, real feeling you know there's a lot of intimacy and and certainly a lot of sex which is sort of the premise of how much intimacy there also is Mm -hmm. because the show I think does a very contemporary job of sort of letting sex be the character's primary mode of communication because they are 
terrible at communicating, uh-huh. which is also extremely frustrating after you watch 10 episodes of it. You're just like, I'm going <laughs> to crawl inside my television and just scream at both of you. Um, like, let's take a vitamin and come back and say what we actually think. But you know, you, you brush at everything. Thanks. Guess you have one of those complexions. Great. <laughs> You're blushing right now, actually. Yeah, I'm aware. Sorry. I don't want to get into a fight with you or anything. We're not fighting. I know you probably hate me. But you're the only person who actually talks to me. You never said that I hated you. Well, I like you. A lot of modern shows have a lot of, like, tricks up their sleeve. You know, there's a lot of um, – and it's not always bad, but I think that sometimes that cleverness is a vice, you know. And it's interesting to see a show kind of go in this totally other direction where it's, like, so minimal and so bare and so stark. And sometimes you just, like – it's both very freeing as a viewer. You have, like, so much to imagine and you can tell what temperature it is all the time on that show. But the flip is that that you can sometimes feel a little – like abandoned by it and it's like either do this or or leave me alone you know like uh so for a show to have that kind of like emotional hook on a viewer is i think uh pretty unusual and i think that's one of the reasons people are sort of so worked up about it is that like it really like hooks you in and, and you feel very much like you're a participant in it whether or not you necessarily love all the places that the story goes mm-hmm. i will say if you are feeling very nostalgic or if you have like a, a great love who is no longer part of your life uh-huh. you might want to wait until a less challenging set of circumstances surround your viewing options yeah uh because it's 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 pretty intense you know you're gonna you're gonna go through those feelings in big ways and uh uh, just go in being prepared for that as an op- as as a possibility. Okay, so let's say we want to do fun high school nostalgia times, but we mm-hmm. want bright colors and an awesome female protagonist and a show that happens to be made by Mindy Kaling. <laughs> I know. I loved Never Have I Ever. I loved it. This is one of my favorite shows in a really long time. Hey gods, it's Devi Vishwakumar. Your favorite Hindu girl in the San Fernando Valley. What's a poppin'? It's the first day of school, and I thought we should have a check-in. I think we can all agree that last year sucked for a number of reasons. So I thought of a few ways you guys can make it up to me. One, I'd like to be invited to a party with alcohol and hard drugs. I'm not gonna do them. I just like the opportunity to say, no cocaine for me, thanks. I'm good. Two, I'd love for my arm hair to thin out. I know it's an Indian thing, but my forearms look like the friggin' floor of a barber's shop. And lastly, most importantly, I'd really, really like a boyfriend, but not some nerd from one of my AP classes, like a guy from a sports team. He can be dumb, I don't care. I just want him to be a stone cold hottie who could rock me all night long. Thanks for considering. <laughs> I love you guys. And she's like praying to a Hindu shrine. That's the opening of the first episode of this show. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's like it's really fun to see a character who says what's on her mind, you know, and obviously part of the show is that she sometimes struggles to do that. And, and Davy has like a lot of anger issues. The show's narrated by John McEnroe, which I think is a really fun, <laughs> funny twist. Um, so like she's she's struggling to understand herself as many teenagers are. She str- her dad has recently died. She had a phase of psychosomatic paralysis. So she's had kind of a weird go of it. Mm-hmm. 
and I think that in a way that like all teenagers believe that they know themselves very well, but of course it's not possible. Like it, that just doesn't really happen because there's you can't have precocious wisdom. You know, you you can only have the experiences that you've had. Mm-hmm. And so Davy is very smart, but she's struggling to kind of reconcile everything she knows about the world with everything she's experienced about the world. And you can see like there's little moments where I'm like, oh my god, this is like a my so-called life nod. And there's like a lot of teen influence in the show that does still feel very very original to me. And I say this mm-hmm. as a huge consumer of teen oriented shows um it's nice to see a show where everyone is actually behaving pretty well you know like Mm. like you would be very proud to have raised like any of those characters yeah um like over right like like the goal of being a person is not to like have never done anything wrong it's that like you learned from that experience and like you didn't do it twice or you tried to do it better or whatever Mm -hmm. i I, Mm -hmm. i really liked it sort of like take on modern teens and and sort of how hopeful it was um the one nitpick that i got from a friend who's a high school teacher is that it slightly maybe largely minimizes the role that like phones and social media play in actual teen life oh interesting that's a really good point um yeah. which they 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 are present on the show certainly but i think in in real life are perhaps more present that said uh-huh. it's hard to dramatize and is not as interesting yeah but if you are kind of having that couch problem of like I don't know what do you want to watch like the answer is definitely never have I ever I I really liked it yay okay so there's another one that I have not seen at all yet but I'm really curious what your take is it's called upload and I keep seeing the headline of it essentially is like it's the good place but maybe kind of darker and it's by one of the creators of the office of parks and rec and king of the hill and it's on amazon have you you've seen it I have not seen all of it I've seen some of it um I like it like it's Weirdly, because it has such a seemingly unusual premise, it feels like it should be more original, except on its feet, it feels like a lot of shows. There's a lot of stuff that's very reminiscent of Black Mirror. Hmm. It's certainly reminiscent of The Good Place. Uh, It's reminiscent of Idiocracy. There was a show called Weird City a year or two ago on YouTube Premium, and I am one of, I assume, tens of people who has seen that. YouTube Premium. (laughs) I mean, it's hard out there, but uh, it reminds me a lot of that show as well. So this like this guy's consciousness is uploaded into the afterlife and it's just sort of a recreation of the exact problems of Earth, right? Which is that rich oh, people get lots of stuff and poor people don't. Do you see anything? In some kind of old-fashioned room. Looking over a lake. Beautiful trees. Whoa, shark swimming right towards me. What? Okay, no, that's not supposed to happen. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> sense of humor nice um so welcome to lakeview by horizon the only digital afterlife environment modeled on the grand victorian hotels of the united states and canada hope it's not too ralph lauren for you i mean it was never really my thing but it's kind of cool i liked it it's it's a good show doing a good job i don't know that i was like as rocked by it as Mm -hmm. i was like hoping to be but i think it has a lot of like, if you're going to be this list of things that happen to you, what's the difference between that and yourself, right? Whoa. Right? <laughs> Margaret, you always blow my mind at least once. <laughs> Come on. This is what uh, this is what a lot of sci-fi or sort of like yeah. singularity kind of stuff is, is about. No, you're not wrong. It's just like, whoa. Okay, now that's where we're going. Yep. Okay. I feel like all of us want like a, a show that just like you can be in it, you know, like, 
I'm yeah. watching this. It's happening. I think uh-huh. a half hour format is like extra appealing right now for a ton of reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I think like all of these shows fit in that like, like just kind of like feed it to me like grapes model of like, <laughs> yes, just give it to me. You know, like, ah. <laughs> And and I don't like this one. I, I I didn't have quite the same like clear my calendar. I'm only doing this today. Feeling about upload, <laughs> but I did, and I plan on finishing it. I was texting with a friend about it at length the other day. So like okay. I'm not trying to poo poo it. I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, these are all new shows that have just dropped. I was just wondering if there is something for someone who's just like, man, I just want like a million solid seasons of something to really just like. You know, I don't know. I think about like every February, I feel like I usually have just like, you know what? We're rewatching Friday Night Lights now or something like that. Sure. What would you recommend to people as sort of like a a throwback? It's been out for a while, but it's just like solidly delicious and worth people's time now more than ever. Well, Battlestar Galactica has come and gone from streaming a few times. It is now back on streaming and it's free to stream on the sci-fi website, I believe. If you've never watched Battlestar Galactica, I really encourage you to give it a go. If you have watched it, maybe like me, a long time ago, I mean, I've rewatched it probably half a dozen times, but I had not rewatched it in many years. But it's, you know, better than I had even remembered. And I remembered it as being, you know, an all time great. Ooh, that's great. Margaret Lyons, thank you as ever for all of the awesome wrecks. You're great. My pleasure. Margaret Lyons, such a delightful human. You may have noticed in that conversation, other than Battlestar, of course, that we really only focused on shows that are like just dropping now in their first couple of episodes, which means we did not mention the fact that season two of Dead to Me just came out on Netflix last week. It is awesome and you should also totally be watching it. All right, we'll hear some TV recommendations from you in just a minute. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So here is what some of y'all are watching these days. Hey, Nerdette. It's Annie Becker from St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Rachel from Chicago. Hi, Nerdette. This is Ellen. I'm currently living in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Betty Jane from Atlantic Beach, Florida. This is Jen from Los Angeles. Hi, Nerdette. We're calling from Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Marcel and Courtney. Yeah, I'm here too. We're gonna answer your questions. This is Heather from Arlington, Virginia, and a show that I'm really loving right now is called Chef Out of Water. It's on YouTube, and in each 15-minute episode, a chef gets one single appliance and has to make a three-course meal with it. I've been re-watching the shows Community and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And when I say one single appliance, I mean something like 
a dishwasher or an iron. I know you're not the biggest sports gal, but uh, which is great and fine. But for those of us who are, I want to recommend The Last Dance. It's on Netflix and it covers the 90s Bulls and mostly Michael Jordan's career. So the TV shows I'm extra loving today are The Simpsons and The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. What are your favorite shows, Courtney? (laughs) So my favorite shows uh, during this time have been Schitt's Creek. I'd never seen it. We have been closing out every evening with at least one episode of Schitt's Creek. I have been feeling the need for some British comedy, and I just rewatched a show that I discovered last year on Amazon called Roverse. Sadly, there are only six episodes, but just trust me when I tell you, you will want to move to England and find these people so you can hang out and drink beer. I am rewatching episodes of ER. Not only do I think it's a really great show, but it's also satisfying to watch all the surgeons scrub their hands so thoroughly before they get into surgery. I've been loving Outlander. I've loved everything from the stellar side characters to the atmospheric music and the gorgeous set pieces. The show has made me sob, flinch in horror and disgust, and swoon like a proper Regency lady. Something about the forced constraint of Chef Out of Water really speaks to my present moment. So check it out. I also just want to say thank you to all the real ER doctors and other medical health professionals in our world. Hope everyone's doing well. Stay safe out there. Thanks for your podcast. It's really getting me through this time. That's that's all we have to say. (laughs) It was good talking to you, Internet. Bye. Bye. Ah, Annie Becker, Rachel, Ellen, Betty Jane, Jen, Courtney and Marcel, Heather. Thank you all for calling in. I love that you're all from such like amazing far-flung places. It was perfect. It is true. I am not the biggest sports gal. I loved that. But I have obviously been hearing really great things about The Last Dance. I will also say my dear friend Marty in Portland cannot stop watching Love Island. Like, We might even need to have a Love Island intervention. But like if weird reality romance British stuff is for you, then you could you could try Love Island. Uh, But don't blame me if you get totally hooked, I guess. Of course, we would love to hear from you for an upcoming episode. I'm really curious if you're a video game person. Like, are you spending a lot of time Fortniteing or Animal crossing Can you tell? I have no idea, actually, what I'm talking about. Well, we would love to hear from you. We want to do an episode full of recommendations all about video games. So, yeah, I'd love to know what some of your favorite games to hang out in are these days. Uh, just record yourself on your smartphone and then email the file to nerdatpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell us your name and where you're calling from because it is all so much more fun when we're in this together. All right, that's it for today. The show is produced by Justin Bull. Our executive producer is Brendan Banazak. Take care, and we'll see you on Friday if Friday is still even a thing by the time we get there. Bye! Oh, God. Little nubbins behind my ears really hurt. Okay, bye. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Tanwen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max 
and listen to the Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.